everybody out there. Fart heads, this is Casey. Just a quick announcement before this episode. I just wanted to let you know that patrons of the farts, the uh, subscribers to our Patreon feed, will be able to watch a live stream of a movie with the cuties on May 14th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central. We will be watching Season of the Witch, starring Ron Perlman and Nicolas Cage. It is a trip. So if you are a patron of the farts and you want to know more info and you'd like to watch this movie along with us, the cuties, the fart house cuties, just look in your email. We'll be sending you an email to all the patrons of the farts. And if you don't find the email, look it up on Patreon the day of. There'll be all the info you need there to watch along with us. But this is only for patrons of the farts. And if you're not a patron of the farts, what are you doing? You're not having fun. We're watching Season of the Witch. This crazy movie. All right, that is all. May 14th, live stream. Check it out. Watch this space. Check your emails and check Patreon if you don't find your email. But that is it. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Fart House, where we watch the artsiest, fartsiest films so that you can pretend that you did. I am your host, Casey O'Brien, and I'm joined by, well, <laughs> my little dude, Patrick Mallon. Patrick, how are you? Casey's doing pretty good. I'm still uh-huh. basking in the glow of having seen our mutual very good friend, Justin Coates, in Austin this weekend. Oh, so after you hang out with someone, you feel a glow. You feel that you can bask in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Especially if it's a very someone very special to me, like JC. He's, you know, as we get older, our friendships also grow older, Casey. And so, yeah. I think I can call him an old friend at this point. I know, which is disturbing. Yeah, because it's ten plus years that I've that I've known yeah. Justin Coates. After I hang out with someone, I feel nothing. Nothing at all. I have. You don't feel revitalized. You don't feel like I need more of that. I, I feel like that person took energy away from me. <laughs> Do you feel that way every time? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> what about with Trisha? Mm, pass. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I Sometimes I do feel that. I, I feel, uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, it was so good to see that person. Yeah. You know? No, I get that. I mean, it's nice to kind of, once you have that experience with someone, it's nice to kind of then not have to put forth any effort into doing yeah. anything. And just yeah. kind of well, that's delightful. Which I'm is why Friday was actually really. So I saw Justin on Saturday, but Friday was really great uh, because we stayed in. Uh, Lee and I stayed in, had a bottle of wine, uh, oh. and ordered um, Detroit style pan pizza from this place called Jets. Which have you heard of Jets? Do they have that in Minneapolis? Mm, no, I've no, I, I don't know that place. Okay, I think it's a semi-national chain. They don't I've, have it in California. I think I've heard but, of it actually, but I've never had it. But it was great. It was just, oh, it's perfect. It, I kept saying to Leah it was the best Friday night of all time. It was just like perfect. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what made it and so she, great. Was she it's like, just like this. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we watched a fun movie, which I'll address in the letterboxed. Yes. Please do not address that now. Rundown. Because that would be really inappropriate. Yes. How was your weekend, uh, Case? What'd you get up to, you little boy? Oh, oh my gosh. What didn't I get up to? Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine Saturday- you had that busy of a weekend. Saturday barely moved 
my body at all. So that was uh, like your Friday, or like my Friday. It was great. Cool. I uh, watched some baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. ordered triple beam pizza as well, which is sort of Detroit stylish yeah. a little bit, kind of. Love trip beam. And, and then we went, uh, we went to this old house that was you know, open for tours in Pasadena, which was fun. It was like this old mansion place, and that was pretty cool. Well, what's special about it? It was like... They did this thing where they allowed a designer to design a room in the house. And the house was like a bunch of designers were in there and they had designed the rooms and we got to walk through and see what they did. Was this this done back in the day or are these recent designs? These are very recent designs and some I thought were grotesque. Uh, grotesque in an interesting way or grotesque in a no like in a really bland bland suburban way and I was like this is such a beautiful like wooden mansion like you know dark wood ceilings and floors but they like painted over them for some of the rooms and it's kind of does the building have any interesting history like was it owned by I don't know I didn't really get into that Mm, but it was like a giant house which is kind of cool but there was like a bar set up in the back it was kind of a special event Mm. had some drinks with our friends Blake and Raph cool and it was great a delightful little Sunday activity uh I have a question for you do you like going to museums I do but my there's a timer that's that once we enter the museum, I, I can last about a half hour before I'm completely exhausted. Just 30 minutes. I mean, roughly. I get okay. really tired in museums very quickly. And so does Trisha. That's one of the reasons we're married yeah, to each other. Yeah, that's nice. But do you feel, do you I, sometimes feel like you don't get it if you're looking at, not maybe not that you don't get it, but like, do you ever feel like you're unsure of how long to stand and look at something? No. I, I look at it. I, I, I could never stop moving, frankly. Mm. That would be my preferred museum. <laughs> I'd be like, got it clocked, mm-hmm. clocked, you know, that type Do of thing. Do you feel anything when you look at them? Sometimes I feel a blip, but uh, <laughs> it, it has to be within that first half hour. After I've become exhausted, I feel nothing. <laughs> nothing can penetrate your soul after you. Yeah, nothing can it. penetrate me except uh, a sandwich because I'm usually very hungry and tired at mm. that point. And so. would you prefer to eat at the cafe on site at the museum or would you prefer to go somewhere fun? It depends. I like the. I usually like museum cafes. They're kind of. I fun, figure you, know? you would rather do that too because that also is align in alignment with your anti bundling approach, where you like yes. to do everything all at one place. Whereas I would like to go somewhere else after the museum, mm, to fan no, out, no, 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 no. have more experiences. No, but. no, no, no. That won't do. That won't do at all. Uh, have you been to any museums in Austin? You know, I have not. I haven't been to a single museum here. Yeah, the is last, there even art in Austin? The last museum that I went to was, uh, what, what did you say? <laughs> I said, is there even art in Austin? <laughs> I know, it's a complete, it's a complete desert. It's a wasteland. <laughs> oh, where art goes to die, bro. Um, but I, I went to the Crystal Bridges Museum in Bentonville, Arkansas. That's a pretty cool museum. That was the last one I went oh, to. Oh, Bentonville. Mm-hmm. They have a good film festival there. Yeah, it's weird. You know, do you know the the story, the history of Bentonville? Uh, which history? The that Walmart is set yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's like a company town, basically. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of it's just very strange because it's basically small town Arkansas, and it's the the town looks like it's from the Truman Show. It's really weird. Interesting. So it's like really nice, mm-hmm. and it has like kind of a lot of cultural amenities of a lot of like big cities, but it's still it's still like really small and kind of odd i really like it actually it's a very cool city it's really pretty and you know the waltons make sure there's a lot to do there so they can attract top tier talent from all over the world <laughs> yes uh 
Very good. Yes. Walton's. I don't like Walmart. I've only been in one like once in my life. I'm from a Target town. I don't like Walmart either. You've only been... Oh, yeah, that's right. So Walmart is... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a scene, man. It's a scene, man. <laughs> well, very good. Patrick, moving on here. Do we have any patrons that we must shout out? What happened to kissing upon the brow? Well, I don't know. Some people might not want to be kissed. <laughs> You're abandoning it here. Yeah. Okay. Kissed upon the proverbial brow. Yeah. Uh, we have Jamie Irving from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. I know Jamie. Oh, you do? I didn't know he was a patron of the farts. How do you know Jamie? Jamie is the partner of Jade's sister, Emily, and oh. we're all in a movie club together. That's and right. I think Jamie's Jamie did disclose awesome. this. Jamie's awesome. We met uh, at Jade and Brady's wedding, obviously, and uh, we had a lot of similarities. We both like Tom Sharpling, which was a huge deal. Jamie's awesome. Love Jamie. And I'm going to be, we're chatting at our movie club on uh, Thursday this week. How so. often does Pretty your cool. movie club meet? Once a month, cool. roughly. Um, so. What are you watching? Or do you want to keep us in suspense until uh, the no, letterbox right. run? Heart down. 8. Heart 8, cool. Yeah. Um, Jamie, yeah, he did disclose this. He said, uh, "Wow, Casey's brother, Brady's sister-in-law's fiance. There has to be shorthand for that. He loves the yeah, pod. So he, he does love mm-hmm. to hear that. Oh, from Philly. I love that. I love Well, Philly. he lives in Philly now, but he's from New York. Oh, then we need to have a discussion with him. I wonder if he agrees with my um, contention that Philly is better than New York. Uh, I'll, I'll ask him on Thursday. I'll get back to you immediately about that, Patrick. Yes, please do. I really want to know because I think I am right on the money with that. And I think... I think you're Jamie's really ahead of the curve on that, that one. And you really want to... You're staking your claim yeah, on that yeah, one. Exactly. You know? There was another hill recently I started thinking to myself that I was going to die on. And now I forget which hill it was. Do you ever think about a hill you're going to die on? No, I don't I don't have any takes that are that... Uh, I could be con- turned right around on a lot of things. I'm not married to any <laughs> ideology or thought. Uh, Patrick, what is Jamie's favorite art house movie i must know uh it is ida or ida the um film by oh, paul i've never seen it me neither and in fact i remember the last time i tried to watch it uh it was through no fault of the movie i just put it on for some reason at like midnight thinking like oh this because it's rather short i think it's like an hour and a half and i was like well i don't want to go to bed yet so i put it on and fell asleep immediately so i have not hmm. that is no and it, uh, and comment never... on the power or entertainment value of it but that happened i think that director did something else recently cold war oh yes yeah that is correct i have not seen cold well war. uh ida it's in black and white right mm-hmm. yes and i think there's a nun involved so that automatically gets like an eight mm-hmm. from me yes and i think it's Polish. like uh it's a uh, kind of like i feel like it's kind of loosely around like the german occupation of poland but i think it takes mm. place after that i can't remember exactly okay. but yeah definitely eight yeah eight for me um eight for you yeah uh i'm gonna give it an 8.3 okay yeah. very good thank you jamie thank you and jamie if you want to if you want to become a patron of the farts and become a part of our awesome discord and you get to hear our bonus episode each month go to patreon.com slash pod it's really cool wouldn't you say, Patrick? Cool. It's really cool. It's new, new folks are joining every day. Uh, as did you mention the word discourse yet? I don't. I want to make sure that I'm not. Repeating. I said Discord. Okay. Yeah. Join the discourse on Discord. We're both huge fans of discourse. We are. We love discourse here on Fart House, and the discourse is always popping off. 
Um, Always. Lots of spicy takes. Lots of folks um, really bearing their souls on the Discord. So it's pretty cool. I know. I've cried many times. <laughs> Same. Learned a lot Leading about the... our fans, and they've learned way too much about me than they probably ever bargained for. And they probably are like, I thought Casey was going to be on here more. <laughs> I'm trying. I just don't know how to jump in. I think I'm we nervous. talked about this last week, but I was I was a little, a little bit envious of your reception because you were you're it, kind of shrouded in mystery. And so. yeah, if somebody tags me in something, I will respond. It's just hard for me to like jump in, you know. Mm-hmm. So feel free to tag me, anybody, okay. except Christian, maybe. <laughs> Oh, poor Christian. Uh, uh, all right, Patrick, Letterbox Rundown. How was your week? Uh, it was okay. Uh, watched, um, I think I might have mentioned it last week that I was going to watch it, but I hadn't watched it yet. Um, dig the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Yeah. Uh, Dandy Warhol's documentary. Did you dig it? I, d- I dug it. I've oh, seen it a bunch. Uh, if those are, in- if for folks interested, it's for free on YouTube streaming in its entirety. Um Oh, yeah, so I went to go see the Brian Jonestown Massacre on Thursday, and it was a pretty good show. And, you know, Anton Newcomb, the frontman, has a uh, reputation as being a bit of a um, mercurial uh, individual, Uh, to put it A Patrick Mallon of sorts. No, no, not at all, because he is very much... He'll, he calls people out on stage when they're not doing well. If I see someone not doing well, I'll just be like, it's okay, like, you're doing all right. And on the inside, it's eating you yeah, up. Yeah, and on the inside, I'm, I'm texting someone else being like, this fucking idiot doesn't know what they're yeah. doing. Um, yeah. And he was he was relatively composed and restrained for most of the night, which is inconsistent, uh, which is how he's been the last few times I've seen him, and it makes for a much more enjoyable show. Um, than but to you've have seen him. him go off before? Yeah, the first time that um, Mac and I saw Brian, the first time that we went to go see the Brian Jonestown Massacre is in- Your friend Mac. My friend Mac. Old friend. We went to go see them- uh, in LA at the Echoplex in 2007 and they were late of course and Anton was like how he was in the documentary he was yelling at people the crowd was like egging him on trying to start fights with him he was yelling at his band the songs were like super disjointed and rambly and it was exactly like you would see in the documentary um but since then he's um, I think I'm surprised there's still a band. Well, it's basically just him. <laughs> I see. Yeah. I see. Um, like if you if you, well if you watch Dig, uh, you'll see that everyone talks about how like basically if Anton could clone himself, he would just be a band of Antons. That's really I see. Anyways, I see. watch that show was good until he started yelling at the guitar tech at the end and started getting a little bit grumpy. So um, oh my god. That. Oh, and he was kind of grumpy so, with the drummer too. It made them keep restarting a certain song because the tempo was off. God, that's stressful. Yeah, I, enjoy I can't imagine show. playing with him. But I, I was talking about with Leah after. I think everyone just kind of like knows that that's how it's going to be. So you like don't take it personally. It's just like this is clearly a crazy person. So, well, if you did anything like that to me, this would not be a podcast anymore. So yeah, no, I I can't imagine behaving that way. But if you behave that way towards me, I could probably deal with it. <laughs> Patrick, don't say that. <laughs> don't give me the sweet opportunity to treat you like. Patrick, continue. What other okay. movies did you see? Uh, we're, all, uh, we're all going to the World's Fair. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The internet sort of creepypasta movie. It was pretty good. Saw it with um, my new friend, Alex York, who I was introduced to uh, by Luce, one of our Patrick? patrons of the parts. Yeah. I also saw this movie this week. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it Wait, now? Wait, why or do you pasta? Want to... Huh? There's no pasta in this movie, is there? No, you never heard of the term creepypasta? No. Oh, creepypasta is like, I think it's a Reddit term. Oh, God, I sound so fucking. I think it's a Reddit term. Uh, let me see. Creepypasta. Creepypastas are horror-related legends that have been shared around the internet. 
Creepypasta has since become a catch-all term for any horror content posted onto the internet. Most notably Ooh. is Slender Man as Creepypasta. I see. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. I, you gave it a less good score than I did. I gave it four. Uh, it was slow, but I thought it was really interesting. It was very interesting. Substantial and assured for a, I think, a, not maybe not a first-time filmmaker, but a somewhat early in their career I filmmaker. think that's what impressed me the most it was a very confident movie and it was just like a movie that was like clearly extremely independently made but it seemed very professional and at no point was i like this is amateur hour like the entire time yeah. i thought it was like this is a it is slow it is very and slow the the beginning shot kind of sets the scene for that though because <laughs> yeah. it's like the first shot is like 15 minutes and no, like nothing happens and you're like okay this is what that movie is going to be like but i actually wasn't very bored and i was pretty on the edge of my seat the whole time i was a little bored for a while, and then I kind of it kind of clicked into a higher gear, and I was much more engaged with the rest of the film. I, I was hoping it would be, in my opinion, a little bit scarier. Um, mm. But yeah, it was. I'm excited to see what both that, uh, what the actress Anna Cobb does next, and what the filmmaker um, Jane Jane. It begins with an S, right? Shaner. Yeah, it's something, something like that. Like that. Schaefner. They. I don't know. I believe they are non-binary, um, so they are they. But I'm looking forward to their next film. Uh, yes. And then the movie that I watched on Friday, uh, which was part of the proverbial best Friday night of all time with Jet's Pizza and Wine, uh, Leah had never seen the L.A. crime saga known as Heat. Whoa! So we watched Heat. You gotta see Ambulance, dude. I know. Michael Bay's Ambulance, it's like Heat's younger brother. <laughs> Do you know part of why I wanted to watch Heat? <laughs> Why? I got this great t-shirt and I'll, I'll put it on the discord uh, for fans to see. You remember the scene and you should you should drop it in okay. where Al Pacino says, because she's got a great ass and you yes. got your head all the way up. Because she got a great ass and you got your head all the way up. it. You know that scene? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got a t-shirt. Uh, with Al Pacino's oh. face on it saying she's got a great ass. <laughs> oh, that's good, Patrick. Don't wear that around Maj. I don't think she'd like it. No, that. I don't know if Maj would like it, but maybe she'd get a kick out of it. I don't know. I'll find sure. out. Uh, so that's it. For just me, those things. Yeah. Cool. I just watched two. I watched We're All Going to the World's Fair. And then we watched this movie called Accident, which is like, I think it came out in... 2009 yeah 2009 and it's about a hitman who like kills people by like posing these elaborate <laughs> setups so they look like they were accidents huh, okay but but then something goes terribly wrong with one of his hits and he's like oh somebody's trying to kill me by a accident mm. and it was a little i don't know here's my review on letterboxd actually there are too many accidents in this movie <laughs> and that's how i felt about it so it was fine was it entertaining at least yeah, okay. I enjoyed it, good, and good. it kind of had a. It sort of felt like a '90s, I don't know, movie. Mm -hmm. I kind of, I, I, I was, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Okay. It was fun. Cool. All right, Patrick, we got to move on yep, here. Yep, yep. Okay, this is Fart House. We watch the artsiest, fartiest film so that you can pretend that you did, which is why we're talking about. A film today that some people are maybe talking about because it's a new movie. It's in theaters right now. I watch it in the theaters. It's called The Northman. The Northman. We will discuss The Northman and subject it to a proprietary farty test, which determines how impenetrable this movie really is. Well, we can't have Patrick can't own this movie. No. But Patrick, do you own any other Robert Eggers films? 
so <laughs> I'll post this on the Discord. We just started oh, a tasty new channel called Actually, Patron of the Farts Grant came up with the name of the channel. It's called um Physical Media Forever. Grant cool. Patron of the Farts came up with that. Uh I saw somewhere on the internet a sort of um <laughs> kind of uh, lighthouse box set from uh uh-huh. but it's Japanese only. And it comes in like this like fake wooden crate with like a t-shirt and some like uh, a big like booklet with like lighthouse. It's kind of like a lighthouse manga and then yeah. like some like cool like individual like printed art cards. So I went on Amazon Japan and uh, bought that and now I have the lighthouse. And Japanese that was just $2,500. <laughs> no, it correct? was it was not that much. <laughs> Oh my it was, god! It was probably more than I other, would have otherwise paid for the lighthouse, <laughs> but I was so impressed with the, with the packaging. It sounds cool. It You'll have to let me cool. hold it when I visit. Do you own the witch, the Vavitch? No, but uh, I am about to purchase a <laughs> witch box Hungarian set. Uh, box set. <laughs> it's British, British box set. Oh, okay. Four um, K Ultra HD. So nice. That's nice. coming in hot. Um. Yeah, Patrick, so. when I visit, you need to make sure to have some movies ready because we need to be have some fun movie watching nights there, okay? Yeah, I would love that. In fact, I wanted to ask you, um, letter, I don't know if we want to do a, a movie in theaters while you're here, but Blue Velvet is playing in theaters the weekend you're here at Alamo Draft House. So that could be a fun she option. She wore blue velvet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. We'll talk off we'll talk offline yeah, about yeah, we'll, that. We'll but Patrick, can logistics. I tell you a funny story about the Vavitch? Yes. <laughs> yes. So this is actually in Austin, an Austin story too. So I used to produce a show called Switchblade Sisters, and we used to do live shows at Fantastic Fest, which is Alamo Drafthouse's film festival every year. They would invite us and we'd do a live they'd fly us in and we'd do a live show. And basically the premise of the show is a filmmaker would go on the show and talk about a horror movie or a genre film that inspired them and we had uh we had the filmmaker maddie doe on and she spoke about she did the movie uh the long walk and dearest sister if you've ever heard of her she's a laotian filmmaker and she talked about the witch and i wanted to get people to go to the show so i dressed up as a peasant woman (laughs) on the day of the recording and handed out flyers that i'd made and then during the show uh, we played Slayer music at a random point, and I ran up with a Black Phillip stuffed animal, and everyone was like, "Black Phillip, Black Phillip," and it was very fun. So that's I love my that. Witch that's a blast. Story. Yes, it was very fun. Very. Was fun. it a good turnout? Oh, that it was like sold out. Yeah, cool. it was packed. That's awesome. It was really fun. Yeah, it was fun. Patrick, what do you think about Mr. Eggers? Uh, the director. I really like Robert Eggers. He makes films that are in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his attention to detail. I love his, um, his, I don't want to call it obsession because I think he's, he did, I don't think he's necessarily based on like interviews that I've read with actors that have worked with him and with interviews I've read with the man himself is it seems like he's exacting, but not totally unrealistic. Like he wants something that is like realistic and you know, holds true like uh-huh. to the period of time in which the movies are set, but not totally 
um, insane, not totally insane, not such Kubrickian. that it's so inscrutable. I did read the the. Did you read this for the Northmen? They actually had to do extensive ADR because a lot of the dialogue was actually really incomprehensible to a lot of test audiences. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's really funny. So I didn't even notice it was totally ADR'd. Yeah, I don't know the. I I don't know if I should say totally, but there was extensive ADR, and wow. so the. Um, Robert Eggers and his co-writer, they had to do a lot of rewriting to like figure out words that sort of match the mechanics of the mouth movements of the actors for their ADR. And they said it was extremely challenging. So I guess that kind of undermines what I said about him before. But I read other things about him being willing to, uh, you know, kind of sacrifice. I'm so surprised you hate Guy Madden so much because I feel like these guys are sort of similar. Okay, to like, be fair to me, I don't know who I'm being fair to. Yeah, wait, who's who needs to be I, I, I don't know. It just seems like them. a good way to start a sentence. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, what I was going to say is I guess to be fair to Guy Madden, I've really only seen the saddest music in the world. So it's not fair for for someone like me to judge an entire director. If you saw the movie Brand Upon the Brain, I would be like, is The Lighthouse a remake of this movie? Hmm. It's set at a lighthouse, and they start going insane. It's very... Can can you make out what's happening on the screen? That's my problem with the saddest music in the world. It's impossible to see what's happening at any given time. Oh my god, that's so false. Just because it's not like pristine 4K Marvel stuff. It's like filmed through parchment paper with like Sharpies. Like. That's Scratch like what he, Robert Eggers did on the lighthouse. No, the lighthouse looked looked cleaner. It looked cleaner. It looked cleaner and tidier, much like the I lighthouse could see that I would have run. Uh, okay. What are Very your good. What are I your like feelings? Robert Eggers. Yeah, I like him. You don't, don't love, love him. him. I'll, I'll bring this up. I liked this movie. I didn't like it as much as the lighthouse or the witch. I didn't either, but that's only because I really love those two movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, Patrick, do you think, I'm going to do it. Let me, yes. uh, before you get into the synopsis, like one more Robert Eggers question. Yes. And I think this discussion could go off in a lot of different ways, which is, you know, the kind of thing I love here. And we love discourse. I know. Uh, do you consider Robert Eggers an auteur? And what does auteur mean to you? I guess I do because he's got a, you know, a gr- like a viewpoint that you can see in all of his movies. Mm-hmm. I kind of, Auteur theory is kind of bogus in a lot of ways because I feel like filmmakers who don't have like a specific look or style mm-hmm. are then like thought of as lesser than, you know? Right. Like, I feel like someone like Jonathan Demi, he should be considered an auteur, but his movies look and feel so different movie to movie. Mm-hmm. But he's like one of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. But like someone like Wes Anderson, you're like, oh yeah, he's an auteur because all the movies look Similarly, they live in a similar world. Would you say that Soderbergh's movies all look the same, though? No, he's another one I think could get dinged for that. But I think people consider Soderbergh more of an auteur than Jonathan Demme. You think? I don't know. I think they're comparable, though. Yeah, no, I think that's a a good Even someone like Martin Scorsese, I feel like, switches it up. I mean, there's like kind of... You think of Martin Scorsese as like gangster dude, Mm -hmm. but like he's made so many other movies that are like not like that at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I would agree. I, I agree that I think auteur theory is, is kind of bunk, but I do whatever auteur means to me, which is just like some sort of discernible style. Authorship. Yeah, some sort of discernible. And not to take away, like, it is kind of unfair that the director is the one that kind of 
tends to get the uh, all the accolades and all the reputation, but because um, so many people work, film is such a collaborative medium. But yeah, I would consider Robert Eggers, not sure. Mm, very good. Patrick, here we go. Synopsis time. Okay, here okay, we go, okay. big boy. Uh, okay, way back when in Scandinavia, Amleth, played by Alexander Skarsgård as a grown man, but in the beginning, he's a little prince boy. Uh, <laughs> he is the prince of the kingdom of Haraf... 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 How do you say it? I have no Raf- idea how to Rafsni. say that. Rafsni. Rafsni. I don't know. He's the kingdom of some island in Scandinavia. When his father, the king, played by Ethan Hawke, is betrayed and killed by his own brother, Fjallnir, the brotherless, played by Klaus Bang. Did you Amleth think he looked is- like Tom Cruise? There was some Tom Cruise-ness to him. Leah right? thought he looked like Tom Cruise, but I didn't see it. I can see it. Mm, okay. But Amleth, he escapes this island kingdom, and he swears that he's going to do three things. Now, what are those three things, Patrick? Avenge his father. Number one. Save his mom. That's Nicole Kidman. Played by Nicole Kidman. And kill his uncle Fjolnir. Fjolnir. Yes. Fjolnir. So Fjolnir. he goes off, he becomes a berserker Viking guy. Mm-hmm. And, but he returns to the island to seek his revenge. And he's got, he finds a cute little new girlfriend. But what prompts, the, what prompts the return? He sees Bjork in a shed <laughs> and she's like, you need to go do the three things you said you were going to do. Yep. And like I said, he gets a cute new girlfriend, Anya Taylor-Joy. And what did they you think of kid. ATJ's accent in the movie? One sec. I've just got one okay. more okay, sentence. Okay, okay. Just a brief sorry, sorry, sorry. sentence. Sorry, I'm just so excited. They cause chaos on this island of Iceland where Fjallner has now moved his kingdom. But, you know, was this lifetime of revenge? Was it all worth it? Well, we'll find out at the end. Or will we? I don't know. But to your point, now... I love Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm-hmm, she's too. my hall pass. Mm-hmm. I have a big crush on her. Mm-hmm. I think she looks like an alien. Mm-hmm. I agree And with I think she's a good actor. These. Yes, agreed. And I thought she was good in this, actually. Yes. But her accent is a bit confounding. It's so confounding. It's a little too much. I think this is what they should have done. And this is what other filmmakers have done when it's like they're speaking English, but they're not and they're not speaking the language they should be speaking. Mm-hmm. They should speak English with a British accent. Mm-hmm. Because I think trying to do kind of a Scandinavian accent is too amorphous mm-hmm. and weird. And like everyone is doing a different thing. Like Nicole Kidman's doing something different <laughs> than. Yeah. And then like Alexander Skarsgård, who's actually Swedish. I don't even know what accent he's doing, really. You know? Yeah. But they could all do a British accent. So I think they should have all tried to do a British accent. That's my opinion. I agree. I remember when Chernobyl, it was announced that they were exactly. they were doing that. And I remember thinking it was really, really silly. And then upon watching it, I thought it made a lot of sense. I think it would have been much more off-putting had everyone tried to do a phony Russian accent than everyone just yeah. kind of... It gives it like some sort of, I don't know if this is the right word, but like a degree of like exoticism, something that's like more removed than like, yeah, it's at least American like, accents, but like, well, yeah, like there's a more of a history there. Yeah. I don't know. I think they should have all done a British accent, an accent I know they all can do. Yeah. You know? And so Anya Taylor-Jor, like you said, I thought her performance was very good and she's a excellent actress but yeah the accent that she was doing was just a little it felt like i don't know games of throny like yeah in like an i don't know it felt but same like way, game of thrones i feel like all of them have british accents yeah you know yeah and like even like scandinavian actors in that have a british accent that's true you know? that's true so, yeah 
That's what I think they should have done. Yeah. That's my opinion. Well, Patrick, did you know that the this story is based on the legend of Amleth, I think? Mm-hmm. That Hamlet is also based on this. Yes, I did know that. Uh, Do you like Shakespeare? Have you read his works before? <laughs> yeah, I was an English major, dude. I think we've talked about this before on the pod, how like one of the things that... Uh, Really, like I, like I don't know. It just feels weird to like earnestly say you like Shakespeare. I don't, I don't know. Like the, just... the 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 men who say they like love Shakespeare, and it's always men. No, there are a lot of it when I mean maybe it's because there were more women that were English majors when I was an English major. Um, they like love Shakespeare. Yeah, and it was it was it was everyone equal opportunity offenders. Everyone was pretending to love Shakespeare across the entire gender spectrum. I remember my high school girlfriend thought she was really deep and she had this whole book of like Shakespeare's compiled works and she's like can I read you my favorite sonnet by Shakespeare and then she did and then I she was like you probably didn't get it. She, and she actually said that? Funny. Yeah. This was your girlfriend? Yeah. What did you say in response to that? I said I got it. <laughs> no 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 I got it. Did she continue to insist that you didn't get it or did she was like okay okay. And then I was like Oh, did I get it? She didn't need to say that, though. Do you remember which sonnet it was? No, of course I don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's so it's just, damn hard to understand. Yeah, it's just, I, I I, understand why he's a genius. Do you subscribe to the theory that he didn't write everything that he wrote? I'm I'm both not stupid or smart enough to really know yeah, same. <laughs> how to invest into that. I do. It is kind of a fun theory, though. There Didn't I Roland guess. Emmerich make a movie... About yes, that. he did. Oh, I forget. I what can't it was remember. Called. It's called like anonymous. Yeah, That's what it's I think called. it's called anonymous. anonymous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is an intriguing premise, but it got absolutely destroyed by the critics. Yeah, the person who needs to be handling that kind of story is Roland Emmerich. I think it was also kind of made into a action thriller. <laughs> Again, I haven't seen this movie. Before. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, where 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 were we going? Shakespeare. Oh, Shakespeare. Shakespeare. So yeah, yeah, I like him, but the people that proclaim to really love him are a little off. But people that are like, I remember when we watched a Kenneth Branagh. Uh, I think it was The Importance of Being Earnest. It's like a perfectly fine film, but they're like, that's not Shakespeare. Oh, that's uh, that's um, uh, Oscar Wilde. Not The Importance of Being Earnest. The um, what's the Kenneth Branagh one? He's done a few. As you like it. As you like it. No, what's the one with Denzel Washington? It's gonna drive me crazy. Much to do about, about nothing. Much to do about nothing. Um, saw much to do about nothing in class, in college, and there were like these students, peers of mine who were, who were doing this Bravo. like sort of uproarious laughter as if they had like they were seeing like the new like Judd Apatow movie or something. Like you thought I it was like the funniest performative laughing. Yeah. Speaking of, Ugh. you had a performative laugher during the Northman, yes. didn't you? And I did too, Ugh. Patrick. Ugh. Trisha told me I should have scolded on them to the Alamo patients, but I didn't want them to know it was me. I was nervous. Yeah, I would be. Something would have to be really egregious for me. How bad would it have to be for you to say something? Or it was it, getting there with this guy, though. It was getting there. But with like, laughing, he was that's going tough, like, though. During the movie, he's like clapping like that. <laughs> That's worse than my guy. <laughs> he was annoying. I will say this does seem to be confined to, uh, not to paint with a broad brush, but it does seem like it's usually men that uh, are that. Oh, it's always are, men. That irritating. <laughs> I find this funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's yes, like a, she- it's like a, just a different form of peacocking. You know? It's yes, like it is. Showing people that you think you are above something. It's just very strange. Yes. 
<laughs> Patrick, did this movie make you want to go to Scandinavia or the past? No, I would I would say it made me want to explore those things less. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What did it make you feel? It made me want to go back to Scandinavia. Sometimes I'm kind of like, this is sort of a funny thought, but like sometimes I'm like, you know, it's not a burden really, but I think about it all the time where I'm like, white people, we're not supposed to be in California. Mm. What are we doing here? We're like a disease upon this earth, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's fun to watch a movie where I'm like, that's this is a movie about the place where white people should have stayed mm. and like they're, they're, they're indigenous there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I don't know. That's a rare thing to see. And so I do take some joy in that, I guess. Mm. You know what I mean? A little bit. I think I just, mm. uh, I don't know. I just think of the, that period of time as just being so awful for oh, humanity awful. across the board. I'm just like, I don't want to go How back did, there. I mean, it's amazing that any of our genes made it out of that period, you know, because <laughs> God almighty. Have you, have you seen so Valhalla dirty. Rising? Yes, I have. I thought of Valhalla Rising when I was watching Which it. did you like better? I think probably the Northmen. What Valhalla do you Rising think got is kind of better? Important distinction. I think the Northmen is better. Huh. I need to reflect. I need to see Valhalla Rising again, but I loved Valhalla Rising when I saw it. I thought it was... I'm a little over Nicholas Winding Refn. Did you see the series that he did for Amazon Tool to Die Young or something like that? Me neither. I think I might be getting over him too. It's kind of a bummer because he was like such a bright light. I loved Drive so much. Yeah. Oh, did I love Drive. And I liked Only God Forgives. I liked Only... Neon Demon, I was like... That was when the cooling, I think, mm-hmm. began. Yeah. I really like Neon Demon. And then upon inflicting it upon Sam's, Sammy Lawboy's entire bachelor party, uh, the chilly reception oh, Patrick, it received. why did you do that? I don't know. I was looking to show people Impress? a good time. Yeah. <laughs> By showing them a bad time. Oh, my God. <laughs> also, it was readily available on streaming. So, I mean. I that, can't believe that. you made a bachelor party watch that movie. That is, If that doesn't sum up Patrick Mellon, I don't know what does. It's a certified vibe destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> certified vibe destroyer. Neon that Demon. should be a t-shirt. <laughs> Would you wear that? Certified. I would wear that sort of <laughs> destroyer. That would be really funny that's if we made so Farhouse funny. shirts. That's, that's certified, vibe. certified vibe destroyer. That is just so funny. All right, <laughs> because we, it's funny because clearly you're not intentionally trying to kill the vibe, but I've been certified as such. Yeah. you know. That is basically a lot of the Fart House movies are certified vibe destroyers. Yeah, they're certified vibe destroyers. I think that's beautiful. Oh, man. We got to incorporate that into our our marketing materials. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Did you... um, Uh, Oh, go ahead. No, I don't have anything. Well, I wanted to... Did you have... I kind of actually have a lot of different questions. Like, how did you feel... What made this... Why do you like Lighthouse and the Witch more than... the, The Witch more than this? I just felt like, like, this is more of an action film. And I don't mean that in a pejorative sense. Mm -hmm. It is just a lot of, like, brutal beating and killing and destruction and mud and growling like a wolf. Mm -hmm. And that was fun. But it's to me, it's a different energy, I guess. Yeah. Did you see the... um... Less to chomp on, I guess. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think that's why I ultimately... Not that you can't, like, 
reinvent the wheel if you want to. Like, I mean, not that, you know, there's a reason a story like Hamlet is retold millions and millions of times or like legends are retold and reshaped and, um, you know, repackaged in all sorts of, you know, new ways of telling them because they're interesting stories. Did you see the kind of panic or not panic, but did you see these headlines uh, about the the movie being a box office bomb about the Northman being yeah, a I bomb? Did. Um, I was, did you read, did you happen to read the article in Variety about? No, you, the one you lambasted and retweeted. Yes. I was very, I was very angry about it. In fact, I should link to that in the discord so I can have people get mad about, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for new jobs. So I made my Twitter private. (laughs) So like I've started to begin like more and more in earnest. So my Twitter is private right now. So I have fewer folks to kind of like scream into the void with. Sure. 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 (laughs) So I should link to it on discord so people can just agree with me, but it's just very, I understand that, you know, that movies are a business like anything else, but it was just, I, I hated this, this whole framing as, and position. It was almost like it was doomed to fail. Like, I yeah. feel like people were setting it up. They were like chomping at the bit to kind of proclaim it a disaster. And I don't know, like me, maybe, maybe it, I don't know. What I just was don't their, know if, di- were they saying, see, we shouldn't put any thought into these movies. Yeah. That's basically, that's kind of what it was. It was like, interesting. I don't know. It was just weird. I didn't like it. It pissed me off. And then it got me kind of like stressed about the state of cinema and the state oh, of movie Patrick, theaters. Don't and, do then, that to and then reading all these people that like prefer to watch movies at home, which I get it. it. Like, especially if they're like, if you have, you know, any sort of mobility issues or immunocompromised, like I understand that. Um, but like the, the theatrical experience, I think is still really important if you're able to participate on it, participate yeah. in it, even with the annoying feel- laughers. I don't even know if I can say it's important. But I it's such truly a think joy. it's important. Mm. That's what I think. I don't know. You don't think it's important? I don't know if I can put that label. Not necessarily on. for all movies. Not that every movie needs, but I feel like the theatrical experience for cinema should exist in some form or another. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, I think it should too. Yeah. Oh, I just love movies. I love the form of movies, like. I like them more than a TV show. Like telling a story in an hour and a half, it's like perfect. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to watch a TV show. You know? Yeah. There's I, something about the form that I really love. Yeah. And I'd hate for that to be throttled. Yeah. I agree with that. You know, it was, it was interesting watching the, the movie um, We're All Going to the World's Fair because I was just like, movies are too hard to make. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, this is so refreshing because it was like, I'm sure this was very hard to make, but I was like, this is, these, there should be so many more great movies like this, Mm -hmm. this level, but it's just so hard. I'm trying to put together a short film right now. I call the location to see if I could shoot there. I've got a little bit of a budget for it. Mm -hmm. They go, it costs $13,000 a day to shoot here. $13,000? Yeah. And this was a, I was trying to shoot in a bathroom on a college campus out in Santa Clarita. Wait, a college campus th- was going to charge you $13,000 to film in a yes. bathroom? Why don't you just go do it? Because I can't just go do it. We'll be there for like 12 hours a day. I'll be your security guy. Easy. Okay. You're going to... Okay. Yeah. You have no <laughs> we idea. We need the God Squad here to be my security. <laughs> Create a barrier between public safety Wait, and Wait, I thought campus, you don't watch you know. TV. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, but the righteous gemstones at cinema. I, I I do watch TV. I just I love movies. Yeah, I love movies. Yeah, I do too. I love the form. 
I'm uh, in fact I'm almost a little envious of I, I love movies too I wish I think I, you watch movies more than me I, I want to get there you can do that just go out one day less <laughs> than you do I could try but also TV I do like I there's try. there's something about the uh, the TV that um, I don't know certain shows but I, I have noticed I have basically stopped watching any sort of new tv shows it's basically just like revisiting things uh, or i have a i have a new tv show recommendation okay i know this is shocking to you to hear it's called somebody somewhere it's by the comedian bridget everett who is on the amy schumer show mm-hmm. uh she's also in train wreck and she's really funny and it's about her living in manhattan kansas and we we have a we have a patron of the farts from Manhattan, Kansas. Oh, we do. Yeah. Uh, let me look up who it is. I wonder if they've seen somebody somewhere. It's really delightful, and it it's kind of like it scratches a Parks and Rec itch. It's a little more dramatic, but it's Zach really Bishop. Funny. Shout out to Zach Bishop of Manhattan, hey, Kansas. Zach. It was not shot in Manhattan, Kansas, but mm. it takes place there. So, uh, anyways, but I would love for you. Zach to comment on if it's an accurate portrayal of Manhattan, Kansas. I'd love that as well. Yes. Anyways, back to the Northmen. Do you have anything else within the movie to discuss? Because there's like, you know, it was really fun. It's a theatrical cinematic experience, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, I, so. Not necessarily. I mean, there is kind of more that I'd like to discuss, but also because this is a more contemporary one, I do there's, kind of want to... I don't want to spoil the ending. Yeah. Even though it's like based Hamlet, is I don't want to get into it because I worry about... Ruining the movie, yeah. For like you know, you know everything patrons. that's going to happen. But it, I did appreciate the approach that it took. It was like, even though you know exactly what's going to happen, you know, from like a resolution climax standpoint, it's all like pretty interesting how they get there. Yeah, and I thought it was well done. Well done, Bob. Do you think? Do you think your body will ever look like any of these men in your <laughs> no, life? Absolutely not. What about you? His body was insane. I know. Did you Wasn't did you read insane? there were supposed to be more penises in this? There's no penis, but there was supposed to be penis in this. There should have been. It felt like a, there should have been. Yeah, there absolutely Well, I know the studios penis. were like, this needs to be a hit, Yeah, bucko. I think it would have been, I think, the, the studios are so fucking stupid. If there was penis in this, this would have been a huge hit. The word of mouth, it would have gotten. I stand by that. I think if there was penis, it would have doubled its opening weekend. Wow, you hear to hear first. Mm-hmm. That's that goes on Patrick's little, uh, you know, yeah, the, one of the hills I'm dying on. One of the hills he's dying on, and it's also his uh, equation for success. Mm-hmm. I think for films, more penis, more doll. See, the, if you know how James Cameron when he pitched the movie Aliens, mm-hmm. he wrote Alien on a chalkboard, <laughs> and then he wrote Aliens with a money symbol. <laughs> Is that true? Did he actually do that? Yeah, that's how he pitched it. And you would draw a penis on a chalkboard. And then you would do an equal sign, and then you'd do a money symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would replace the T in Northman with a penis as I'm writing it on the, on the, on the And then, board. yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. These are all good. All right, Patrick, let's get to the Fonzie Test. Yeah. Okay, this is the test we use to determine the fartsiness of a movie, which is our scale that gauges how impenetrable, unapproachable, and generally artsy-fartsy a movie is. We continually add and subtract from this list. It's a living document, much like the Constitution, but far more important. Patrick, were you disappointed there wasn't more Bjork in this movie? I was, but I had read that she was in it very briefly, so I was prepared for that. 
but I, I wish there Prepared was more for of her. disappointment. I could have used more. Were you One aware little... of her limited screen time or no? No, I wasn't. Mm. I thought she might pop in again, but she did not. She did not. No. Patrick, was there any disorienting editing choices? Yes. Yes. I felt like there's like a lot of disorienting camera movement where I'm like, whoa. Can you imagine? Like, do you? We've talked about this before on the podcast, but like, how is you? Would you have trouble directing a movie like this? Do you think? I think so. Yeah. I don't think I'm technically advanced at all. <laughs> I don't think I could. It'd be hard. Yeah, it would be really hard. And you really have to, like, with period pieces, especially ones that, like, go this far back, I feel like you really have to trust the director to not make you look like an idiot as an actor when you're kind of like... I was thinking about that. There's a scene where all these men are, like, growl like wolves, and they're like... Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this would be so silly, but they're all going for it 100%. So yeah. they did, you know... Yeah, exactly right. You could look so stupid. <laughs> you could look like a total idiot. And it all, like, really, really works just because of, like the overall vision for the movie and how the, you know, how the actors must have felt by the director to be able to just really yeah. go for it. I mean, the amount of times that Alexander Skarsgård is like on all fours going like, <laughs> it's like, but it's never like for comedy. Right. No, except for the, our, except to my, our neighbors. Yeah. Our neighbors. Our seat neighbors. Ugh. What do you think of talking during previews? You know what? I don't like it. I don't like it either. I'm getting in the zone. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that at Alamo. They'll be like, hi, welcome to Alamo Draft House. Have you been here before? And I'm like, Ugh. wait, they introduced the movie at, at the LA one? No, like when they come to my seat to get my credit card. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, I want you to whisper like this. Oh, they're loud when they, they're, they're usually a little bit more discreet. My people are loud. Yeah. <laughs> my people my are, loud. are loud. <laughs> they're loud, dude. Uh, is there inappropriately long gazing? I would say so. I feel like Alexander Skarsgård was constantly looking at stuff, staring at people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say gazing. so. Gazing. Yeah. Is there suicide? E uh, I don't. There's death. I mean, Always I feel like death. I feel like he, he kind of knows that he's going to meet his maker. His death. Yeah. There Wait, is an inevitable. His maker. Meet oh, his, his maker. meet his maker. Oh. <laughs> going to meet his maker. Uh, yeah, I would say yeah, yes. Yeah, there's a little. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Uh, so much death back there's then. There's a so much death in this movie. It's hard to track to like what was the cause of which death and what which method of death. Like, wasn't was there, there even a like death? a ritual suicide? And I feel like this is the kind of movie that probably had a ritual suicide at some point too. There's like, probably one in there. There's so much death. It's hard to dis discern. You know <laughs> yeah. what's going on. Uh is there oh wait i said that does someone masturbate is there a penis in this movie no no there should have been penis there were some hot sex scenes though mm -hmm. eh, kind of hot moderately hot. moderately hot i was like what's going on over there let's would get you this, have let's get out of this wide on... shot let's get out of this wide <laughs> shot would you have sex on dirt like bare dirt like they did no yeah i don't think i would either it seems like there'd be some sort of i don't know like roly polies getting on your nipples and stuff yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Don't want that. It just seems gross. Seems dirty. Some creepy, creepy crawler. Creepy could, crawlers, yeah. Could find its way inside my butt. <laughs> Disgusting. Casey pooping out earthworms for weeks. Yeah. Ugh. God Almighty. <laughs> Are there topics, images, or behaviors that go beyond what would be considered acceptable in a mainstream film? Again, I feel like the studio wouldn't let that happen. But it is. This movie is crazy violent. Yeah. It's crazy violent, but also, I mean, they're, like TV shows are really, really violent now That's too. True. So. It's it's violent, but I don't think it's too outside of what most people have seen these days yeah, on that's TV. True. 
Um, I did. I do like seeing people's heads get cut off. That's fun. Yeah, it's a visceral thrill. It's a visceral. It's a visceral thrill. Would you bring back uh, the guillotine as a form right of there. execution? What'd you say? Would you bring bring back the guillotine as a form of execution? Yeah, I think I would. Same. I think they should. Yeah. Because they're having so much trouble with this lethal injection. There, it's. Yeah. I mean, actually, I don't think they should have the death penalty at all. Yeah, they but shouldn't if have they the death were penalty. Like, you, we have to pick. I'd be like guillotine. It seems fast, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. painless. Yep. Usually right? the executioners take pride in their work. I imagine. Did the you guillotine? see? There was this movie um, that came out uh, with Timothy Spall um, some number of years ago, and I'm blanking on the name of it. It was called um, Albert Pierpoint. Timothy Spall finds great success as Britain's most famous public executioner, and his notori- notoriety rises to new level after he's selected to hang Nazi war criminals after the Nuremberg trials. Mm. Very good movie. Um, it was intense. Hanging seems worse. Yeah, hanging seems much worse. But that was like his his thing. Apparently, he was very good at it because he uh, made it so that people did not suffer. I guess. How can you be good at hanging? He pulls the rope really hard. I'd need to see it again to see exactly what he what he did or, or how he did it well. But I think he. I don't know. I don't know what he did. Very taut ropes. I don't know. Mm, yeah, he, he a lot of craftsmanship went into those ropes, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, can Peanut start watching this movie after 8 p.m. without falling asleep? Uh, I would say probably not, right? Because this is like action-packed yeah. and brutal. It's a little slow starting. Well, no, it's not. It moves very yeah. briskly. Yeah. I mean, I guess at points, sometimes it's kind of hard to like to, like figure out exactly what's going on, which can be a little disorienting. But yeah, um, no, I think you could you could. Watch this. I think it's stay away. After eight, yeah. Yeah. Is there an inordinate amount of milling about so much so this could be retitled the 2013 comedy starring Jason Sudeikis called We're the Millers? Uh, is there milling? There's, There's some millage, but I wouldn't call it an inordinate amount. No. You know. Maybe ever so that, slightly more than your, than your average Hollywood film. That pagan like Christmas festival seemed fun. That did seem fun. Yeah. We should bring back paganism, Patrick. We should. Let's let's uh make it happen. We have we already have the cult platform. We have the logistics yeah. in place. So now it's just so about figuring d- out the which logistics are all there. It's just about <laughs> filling out uh yeah, filling out the right forms, right. uh doing a little bit more research. Right. Get some graphic designers in there. I think we could do a lot of that. We got Poster a poster titillation lot. level. Did you hear about this thing where they were advertising the Northmen places without including the title on it? Yes. That's titillating. And uh, there are some awful posters for the Northmen, though, too. Did you see there's some really cheesy ones? I don't even know what these no, sort of, like... No, I haven't. I haven't even looked. Let me Google. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to make this, like, a Marvel movie. Clearly. Exactly. It has that weird sort of, like... They're all How, how do you describe together? that? That style where they're all kind of, like, together. On, like, it doesn't make sense to, like... It's kind of like a mountain of people. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't make sense for this movie, that kind of like marketing style. So, mm. uh, didn't Alexander Skarsgård also play Tarzan? In what? In Tarzan? Tarzan? I don't know, dude. Yeah. You? Oh, yeah, you're right. He did. Yeah, the 2016 movie Tarzan. He just kind of likes playing a wild man, a shirtless man, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you had a body like that, why wouldn't you? Mm. I wouldn't be hosting a podcast, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Oh, that's true. If I had one ab, I would say bye-bye podcast. 
Just a single ab? I think that'd make you look stranger. <laughs> it wouldn't look One like an ab. It would look abs. like some sort of fatty Pregnant. tumor. <laughs> yeah. I promise it's muscle. <laughs> Sure, There's case. more coming. <laughs> There's this more is just the one compartment. Uh, Patrick, what's your score for the Northman? Um, mine is six point eight. I'm gonna go six point three. Okay. I mean, there's some like, whoa, what's going on here? But I don't know. I didn't see the Green Knight. Did this remind you of that at all? Yeah, it did. Um. I Which would was say, weird. I liked the Green Knight a lot. I would say this is slightly more accessible, you know, whatever yeah. that means. That low voice guy who was in The Witch was also made an appearance in The Northman. The yes. Father, he's, uh, he's also the Green Knight, I think. He is. I know him mostly from uh, the British office. He plays like. Oh. He plays never like seen it. David Brent's like friend from another office or like another floor who like is like funnier than david brent but also like much more offensive and so david brent like idolizes him <laughs> ah, <laughs> so very funny good. And he's just like so offensive and gross and awful but david brent wants nothing but to be him <laughs> <It's> so funny <laughs> yeah it was good to see him though i like his low oh voice. and we didn't even mention willem dafoe yes <laughs> he plays a fool he's so funny i feel like willem dafoe's just down to clown he was probably like it was probably like two days of shooting and he's just like insane in this yeah i would kill and for willem dafoe's career that's a pretty great career you would kill someone for it um yeah wow but would i have to do it by my own hand yeah you would okay could i choose who i killed sure yeah i suppose i would would you <laughs> no but you could kill donald trump i don't want to murder anybody i mean, I, I don't want to go to hell Maybe he wouldn't go to hell for that. But we got to check with some scholars. <laughs> some biblical scholars. Yeah, let's check with some biblical scholars. and oh, Maybe golly. we'll check out what the pagans say about it, too, just for good measure. Patrick, next week, we're talking about another movie mm -hmm. set on an island. Mm -hmm. A period piece. That's probably the only similarities, huh? Captain period Corelli's piece. Mandolin. No, no, no. Stop it. That'd be really funny if we about... did that. I wouldn't even want to do that for a recalibration episode. Yeah, no, me neither. It seems stupid. Uh, we're doing Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Now my lady's on fire. Now do your version. Patrick was very excited to sing a Ty Siegel song that I'm not familiar with, <laughs> but he just sang it and we all enjoyed it. Are you going to sing yours? Are you going to wait till next week? Oh, yeah. This girl is on fire. <laughs> See, that's fun. I love this movie. Can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it again. It's very good. Yeah, that's all. And, you know, we're doing this because Celine, uh, Celine Shiama uh, has a new movie coming out. La Petite Maman. Yeah. Is it the out mom. in LA yet? I think it is. Cool. I do miss so. getting... Uh, that is a nice thing about LA. You get stuff pretty early. Well, when Trisha and I visit you, we will convince you to move back to Los Angeles. All right. We'll see so how it goes. So get ready for that. <laughs> we'll have a PowerPoint presentation, and I think you'll find it very convincing. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Patrick, that's us. <gasps> we finished another episode. Can you believe? I can't. Can you believe? <laughs> we talked about Ted Gantaro last week, right? Yes, we did. Probably for the same context. <laughs> yes, for the exact same context. But I feel like Jonathan Van Ness also said something similar, like, can you believe? Hmm. 
Maybe. You know him from Queer Eye? Mm-hmm. Them. Anyways. Oh, excuse me. Know them from Queer Eye? Yes. That's right. They're great. Uh, Patrick, we want people to follow our socials. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go to Fart House Pod on Twitter. And Go we to want them to become patrons of the farts. Or are you going to mention that? And we want you to become patron of the fart. Go to patreon.com slash farthousepod. Join the cult. So, soon we will be practicing paganism, apparently. Yes, too, we got I'm a lot of stuff lined up. About. <laughs> uh, lots of bacchanals. Uh, a <laughs> lot of um, pomegranate eating. And, uh, you know, wine and cheese and stuff. Mm-hmm. Robes. Should be pretty fun. Masks, probably. Yeah. Sounds cool. Yep. Uh, follow, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Follow Patrick on Twitter at Patrick Armellon. He is private. So. I am private. You will have to request, but don't be shy. You'll have to request. <laughs> you just, uh, have, to, you just pa- have to sign an affidavit that you are not a prospective employer of mine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very easy. He'll send it to you uh, via DocuSign. Yeah, and after about uh, three weeks, you can follow me. <laughs> follow Patrick and I on Letterboxd. Patrick's at PR Mallon. I'm Casey Lee O'Brien. And if you want to pick a show that we, a uh, movie we do for this very show, Venmo Patrick at Patrick Dash Mallon, 100 bucks. You get to pick the movie. We have to prove it, of course. But we'll do it. We will do it. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> oh, and leave us a five-star review. Guys, we need some five-star reviews. Haven't had one in a little while. Yeah, Makes we need one. Sad. Makes Patrick very sad. Yeah, as we've mentioned before, I tether myself worse to those. So um, yeah. yeah, please get so, one in there if you haven't already. He's trying to get a new job. He needs a little boost here. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Patrick, what's the rest of your knife? Uh, what knife? What's the rest of your night hold? Um... Really have to go to the bathroom, so I'm gonna do that, and then cool, huh? Check. I said cool. Yeah, that sounds so cool. So there's that, really cool. and then um, Leah's making dinner, and then I think we're gonna watch. Um, speaking of television shows, good television shows, uh, we're gonna watch the new episode of Barry. Have you seen Barry, the Bill Hader show? I have not watched this season at all. Yeah, uh, I have not watched the season at all either. Uh, so looking forward to starting that. I think it's a very it good was show. Quite a cliff cliffhanger from last season i don't even remember that's the thing with these tv shows too that that puts me off i never ever remember i always have to go to like the wikipedia or like some you know uh i feel like i remember with tv shows prior to like the internet a new season would start and i'd just be like this is all just a blank slate for me i don't remember i remember liking it but did you watch lost no i i did not like that show i didn't watch it i feel like I could either love it or hate it. It seems stupid. It does. But some people are passionate fans of it. and some people, That doesn't make it good. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's a very stupid reason to... Also, that don't make it good? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what do you got going on the rest of the evening? I need... Oh, well, the Minnesota Wild are playing their first playoff game tonight. Mm. And we've got a very good team. So oh, hopes are high, which is always the worst when our hopes are high. Where are you seated? the losses hurt so much more. We're the number two seed. Oh, my God. I didn't realize you guys are that good. Uh, yeah, I think we are number two. Wow. Yeah, we're number two in the West. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. Cool. Sports are hard on my soul. Uh, Patrick, that's us. We're the Cinephile Cuties. We're signing off. Bye. Patas. 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 Patas.